Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an app called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and either TR90 or Solutions for Digit 4 Anti-Aging, and they should pop up and they're now archived back 11 plus years. And the last couple of years we've actually been putting in not only just the host name and the date, but the topic of the call as well. And if you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you want to catch us live, if you tune in to 712-775-8972, and when it prompts for the code, put in 910022, you can join us live, and we would be thrilled to have you joining us live. With that being said, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the PR90 call. So when you're first starting out, you're starting out with a really good, clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Taking the supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if at all possible. If you're not able to do that, do take them with your meal. It'll still work. It's just not quite as effective and efficient as it would be if you were able to take it 15 to 20 minutes beforehand. Drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. That hydration um, actually helps clear toxins out of your system, keeps your skin looking nice, um, keeps you from thinking you're hungry all the time because dehydration a lot of times masks itself as hunger. And the current thinking is that you should be drinking at least one ounce of water for every two pounds that you weigh. So if you're not getting enough water, I would start there. If you are exercising heavily or in a very humid area, you'll need to increase that amount of hydration, the offset which you're losing in body moisture by either of those two processes. You should be getting seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. That sleep will help you um, help you store your memories, clear toxins out of your system while you're sleeping. It does a multitude of things, and it's really important to do. It's just, it's absolutely fabulous. And like I said, seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night is really, is the sweet spot. If you get too little, it's not good, and if you get too much, it's not good. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber, <coughs> particularly if you're getting them fairly close to what I call the source or in their original state. Some of them, like tomatoes, where you actually can access some of the nutrients better if they're, they've been cooked because it releases the lycopene, which is something really good in tomatoes. With that being said, I'm always looking for things to share with you that will help support our Tino 90 lifestyle besides that 30 minutes of moderate heavy exercise that you need to be doing at least five days a week. And 
my allergies are acting up a little bit now. Um, that exercise is really good for you too. And remember, this is a lifestyle change that you're creating. That it's going to be something that it's going to be permanent, not something that's a one and done and you never come back to, because. It's one of those things that you really need in order to really have a well-rounded lifestyle. With that being said, I'm always looking for information to share with you that helps support that 290 lifestyle and explain some of the science behind why we do what we do with the PR90 program. And today I'm sharing some information out of a book that's called Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. It was written by Robert H. Lustig, MD, MSL. And it, he really goes into some of the science and history of how the state of affairs has gotten to in the food industry. So the first thing that I shared with you was that um, whether a calorie is a calorie or isn't it, well, the next thing is the health insurance industry. And I'm going to pick up with that today to share with you why they have affected a lot of the things that are creating some problems in our lifestyle. So much of the public views doctors excuse me. Much of the public views doctors as money making mountebanks who care less for their patients than for their wallets. Well, we lose money on every patient we see. While our hospital's general pediatric health insurance reimbursement averages about thirty seven and a half cents on the dollar, which is a pittance. Our pediatric obesity clinic collects only 29 cents per dollar billed. The reason for this? The health insurance industry refuses to pay for obesity services, saying obesity is a behavior, a flaw in your character, a psychological aberration, and we don't pay for behavior. This is the reason that despite having enough business many times over, Childhood obesity clinics and treatment programs are closing across the country. The insurance industry has decided that obesity is a lifestyle choice. Therefore, it won't pay. And when insurance companies do pay, they pay the absolute minimum. The insurance industry hates this obesity epidemic almost as much as we doctors do. They they are hunkering down for the long siege. Why do they continue to deny reimbursement for obesity services? Because if they paid for all the services required for today's pandemic, it would break their piggy bank. Instead, they keep plugging holes in the dike by ascribing blame to the individual. They know that if they ever admit that obesity is the fault of no one person, the waters will engulf them all. Next is the medical profession. 20 years ago, obesity was a social issue, not a medical one. And at the beginning of my career, and that's Dr. Lustig speaking here, a colleague in the pediatric endocrinology, the study of hormones in children, 
would send a form letter to the parents of children referred for obesity that read, Dear Parent, thank you for your interest in our pediatric endocrinology division. Your child has been referred for obesity. Obesity is a problem of nutrition and activity and not one of endocrinology. We suggest that you seek general advice from your child's pediatrician. And despite the undeniable onslaught of patients referred, many of my colleagues still feel this way. As the problems have soared and the research dollars have poured in, the American Diabetes Association, or the ADA, and the American Heart Association, or the AHA, and countless other professional organizations have devoted a substantial portion of their agendas to the obesity pandemic. The standard mantra espoused by the medical establishment is lifestyle causes obesity, and obesity causes metabolic change. We doctors recognize our role in mitigating the negative effects of obesity, but again, for most physicians, the behavior comes first. The fault still lies with the patient. The fourth reason, obesity profiteers. They say you're weak, you failed, let us help you. They profess to have the answer for your obesity problem and are peddling one solution or another. They are the obesity profiteers and they represent large, vast industries, most of which are ostensibly trying to do the right thing while making a fortune in the process. We have the otherwise reputable peer group weight loss programs such as Weight, Losses, weight Watchers and Jenny Craig, which strongly recommend the, the option of buying their trademark cuisine, often loaded with sodium, to bolster profits. There are the diet supplement people, such as Nutrisystem, who demand that you purchase their food if you want to see results. Gym programs such as Curves and the 24-Hour Fitness charge initiation fees and renewal fees for membership. Then there are the companies that make home exercise equipment. Their late-night infomercials invariably show a buff guy stretching a rubber band with the implicit message that you can look like this if you stretch a rubber band. And then we have the obesity authors. Gee, I'm one now. He's got that in parentheses. Some of the MDs and PhDs and some journalists and some pop pop culture phenomenon, some charlatans, none of which are mutually exclusive, all profess to have the answer to your obesity problem, peddling one diet or another. A few of these authors have developed corporations that want to sell you their food lines, such as Atkins or The Zone, and each provides just enough science and nuggets of truth to hook the public. Some weight loss doctors and clinics peddle prescription appetite suppressants and other weight loss remedies, all of which are paid for out of pocket. And some of these doctors are reputable and brilliant academics at medical universities who are trying to save people's lives while studying the physiology of obesity. Some are surgeons who perform liposuction for cosmetic purposes and bariatric surgery for metabolic and cardiac rescue. But some of them are cut-and-run surgeons operating out of small airplanes and flying around 
to little towns to perform quick, quickie lap band surgeries or gastric bypasses. They take their victim's money, have no quality control, and never see the patient in follow-up, and sometimes leave a medical catastrophe in their wake. While the insurance companies refuse to shell out funds for this problem, the research money is pouring in. The pharmaceutical industry has spent a lot of money to come up with the obesity blockbuster, that magic bullet that will work long-term for everyone. But that's a pipe dream because, first, obesity isn't one disease, it's many. Second, our bodies have many redundant pathways to maintain our critical energy balance So one drug can't possibly be effective for everyone. And third, there's no one drug that will treat metabolic syndrome. Each of these people and industries have one thing in common. They are trying to make a buck off the misfortunes of the obese to the tune of $117 billion, with a B, a year. They're all charging retail, out-of-pocket, cash on the barrel head, no insurance reimbursements here, no discounts. In case you haven't noticed, the obese will do anything not to be obese, even throw their money away on get-thin-quick schemes. That's why these industries are the obesity profiteers. How do any of their solutions work? Or do any of their solutions work? That chance. You just did what they told you, and the fat will magically disappear. If it fails, it's your fault, and you must have been noncompliant. Yet another reason for the obese is to be depressed. Think about it. If any of these books, diets, or programs actually work for the entire population, there would be only one. The person who makes the discovery will likely win the Nobel Prize and move to a mansion in Tahiti and be featured in the lifestyles of the rich and famous. So I think I'm going to stop there before I get into tomorrow, which the fifth reason is the fat fat activist. And with that, I'm going to let us all go to have a really great day. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our Illustrious leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business. And do keep in mind that everything takes a lot of work to make everything work. So, like I said, it's a lifestyle change. This isn't something you do once and you're over and done. With that being said, this is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out. I'm going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. And if you have any thoughts or comments, I would gladly welcome them. And I will see you back here tomorrow, and we'll have Frank up on Wednesday. Have a great day. Thank you, Susan. That was great. Well, you know, it kind of helps to have the the foundation laid for why we're doing what we're doing. So, and knowing the ins and outs of it's not just one thing is a good thing to know too. 
And with that being said, I am going to get ready to go teach fifth grade because uh, I'm headed off about 25 miles away to go teach fifth graders how to have their day. <laughs> It'll oh, be wow. interesting. <laughs> Okay, well, be safe. Well, I definitely will. I definitely will be safe. That is not a problem. <laughs> Take care, everybody, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. All right, dear. Have a good day. You too.